All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. On today's episode, Val Nachuskin emerges kind of from a post on social media that has some people saying mm, bad optics there. We'll get into that and much more. Today's Lockdown Avalanche. Your Lockdown Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you subscribe, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. All right. uh, On today's rundown, we're going to get to – we're going to go back to The Athletic because great articles over there as always. They came up with uh, 10 things that the NHL can do to grow the game, and they take things from other sports – and how can we implement them into the NHL to grow the game more? Really good article. I don't know if we'll get to all 10 today. If we have to split it up, we'll split it up. Kyle and I usually go long on these things. So I'm guessing the other half of these will be on Wednesday. <laughs> um, and then we will get to Jonas Donskoy calling it a career. And maybe smart to do so for the reason that he gave. But we're going to start with Val Nachuskin here on the top. Um, we all know what happened. Well, we don't know what happened in Seattle. <laughs> uh, it, whatever happened was was not very good for, I think, all the parties involved. Uh, but the Avalanche have not come out. Nobody's really come out and said anything about it. And we've been on record saying, like, that's that if there's keep saying it's a personal issue, then it's a personal issue. Fine. It, it you, you can just take out of that what you want because the Avalanche aren't going to say anything. They run that risk of people coming up to their own conclusions on what happened, and they have to deal with that. So, uh, but now Val Nachuskin has kind of shown his face. Um, I think it was an Instagram post, was it not? Yeah. And I think there were two pictures up, and he's he's in Russia. It's nighttime. He's next to what looks like a Jeep Wrangler or something like that. And there's another guy in the photo. Uh, he's sporting his. Colorado Avalanche championship ring with I, I'm not a gun guy. What kind of gun was that? I, I, I mean, it, it looks like a, a so semi- I mean, I'm, I'm from the South, but I have no idea. <laughs> it, it, it's it's and when, just... and when yeah, when, when people I think you're going to be in two camps here. You're going to be in the camp of like not a big deal. He's not shooting anything. He's not shooting at anybody. Um and or you could be in the camp of, uh, and, and so I'm in the like like I said I don't own any guns I don't care if people do if they 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 use them properly, and I don't know if Val Nichuskin owns guns if that was even his gun or or how he used I don't, I don't think Val Nichuskin is going to go around shooting people, it's just the optics of it like you've you've kind of been in in seclusion for a while because of everything that happened to Seattle and when you reemerge. This is the image that people get. 
I, I, I know like, so if, if you're one of those people that's like, Oh, it's not a big deal. He, he owns a gun, but he's out in public with this image. There's so much to, to take away from this. I'm trying not to overreact to it, but what do you think? Yeah. And I, I completely agree with you. It's one of those things like the gun issue, like with everything that happened at the end of the playoffs, you don't, I like how you said you really don't know. That's all we know. Everybody yeah. knows we don't know what happened. So Nuke kind of goes low-key for a while. They say they have addressed. And then the first time we see him, you see him with his buddy. And you're like, ah, oh, Nuke, this is great. And I believe it was on the Instagram story. Because I remember seeing it. I was like, yes, yay, right. yeah, yeah. Nuke, this is great. And you tap to the next one. There's the ring. And there's a guy. That's the other and, part of it, man. Like he's got the ring. Like, he's like, oh, <laughs> and, and it goes back to your point. Like he's that's everybody knows Nachushkin. He's got a. You're being paid to play, be a hockey player. You have so you're your, in the public eye. You're in the public you know eye. I mean? Like you are you're a public displaying <clears throat> your championship ring and a gun. Right. So to me, it's that's, like. <clears throat> It's less, I guess, as, as you were talking, I'm thinking about it and like trying to like wrap my head around it. And I think it's less about the, the, the actual like having a gun in the picture and more of like the choice to do that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not illegal to do what he, what he did in, in the picture, but it's the, the conduct. And now this is two things where some people are going to say, is that the conduct of a player that we want on this team? Whatever he did in the hotel. And that's what, like I said, if the Avalanche don't want to come out and make a comment on that, then people are going to think the worst of what he did. And maybe there's going to be a, a bunch of those people who look at this and say, now there's two things that he did where his decision-making wasn't the best. Do we want that kind of guy on our team? And see, the I think the the bigger thing is, the Avalanche said they handled this situation. Right. Now this is the first time we've seen Nachushkin. Do they have the situation handled? This is not. They haven't said anything about this either. Yeah, it, it's like, you say you had the situation handled. We don't know what happened. We know everything that was involved and the outside of everything. Yeah. And you say it's done. Let's move past this. And the first time we see Nuke doing something, it's this. Yes. So you're like. Okay, is it really handled? What are we not being told here? What's going on here? It's just you're excited in that one post. He's with his buddy wearing the championship ring. We're like, okay, dude, we get it. That's awesome. It's great to see you back. But then you see this and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why we haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Oh, and it brings you back down to earth. And you're just like this next season. I mean, the everydayers know we talked about this being a big step up year for Nachushkin and I don't want to call this a misstep, but he's got yeah, a lot of making up to do. I think it's just bad optics. You know what I mean? It's just, it just is a bad look for someone who the, the, the season ended the way that it did for him. And like, and like we said a few times here, like this is really like the first real image we have of him since then. It just looks bad, man. It, it's just, and again, it's not, I don't, not, not a, a gun hating person or anything like that. It's just, maybe a better decision could have been made by him to not include that because you're going to frustrate and annoy some people here. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> I just, 
and and what I what I saw a lot of was um, a lot of kind of NBA fans coming over and be like, "This is what John Morant yeah. got suspended for." Very, and they're point. right. They're right. Yep. Like it, it was a public uh, area. Like he did it twice, right? In, in Instagram, same thing. Instagram stories. One was in, uh, both were in a public place. The second time was in his car. The first time was in like a club or something like that. Like, dude, like you don't do go doing that. No, Nachuskin didn't do that, but his, what Nachuskin, the image Nachuskin had is, is p- pretty similar to Morant's second one. Yep, in a car, it seemed like it was just him and one other guy in a car. I get it. I think some some you know NBA fans are like, this is you know he got suspended. What did he get suspended? Like twenty five games or something like that. I, I think it so. was twenty five. Yeah. So of this being a repeat, yeah, yeah, and that's just the thing. It's it's just the decision making by him to do that again when he was already reprimanded for doing it once. I don't know. I, I kind of want to know where people are going on this. I I I, I just feel it's going to be there's going to be a line drawn, and some people are like, don't care. He can do what he wants. And other people are going to be. It's just it's just a bad look for for the way that your season ended, and now here you are doing that. Yeah, it's a we'll fine see. line when it, uh, when you call him a professional athlete that you're getting paid for that. Right. And I get doing what you want, but also doing what you want led you to being taken out of the Seattle series. Exactly. All right, let's hear from FanDuel, and then we'll uh, get into Jonas Donskoy calling it a career, and then that athletic article of uh, how to grow the game some really good things in there but first fan duel get ready for the nfl season it is right around the corner kyle can you feel it oh yeah oh yeah let's get going uh incredible offer here from fan duel it's america's number one sports book right now new customers can bet five dollars and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed i think the last time they did this i think you had to get 20 dollars and you got 200 dollars in bonus but now it's five five dollars will get you 100, excuse me, and then another all customers. So the new customers get the $5 for 200. All customers get $5 will get $100 in NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. You get $100 off of that. And I have it and it's pretty expensive. So if you can get 100 bucks off of that thing, go for it right now. Uh, And I still believe they are doing that pick your one team and you get bonus bets all year long. So so much going on at FanDuel right now. Uh, jump in on that right now. It's the best time to join. The app is easy to use. I can attest to that. And you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer that you don't want to miss. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, a uh, former Av hangs it up, and uh, he goes by the name of Jonas Donskoy. And his career with the Avalanche, while it was short, was definitely entertaining. And he, uh, well, he 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 called it a career uh, for concussions. And when he was taken from the Avs by Seattle, um, it, it was just one of those things where you can only hold on to so many guys. Yeah. And when they made the move, they made the move, the trade. They got rid of Ryan Graves because it seemed like Seattle was definitely going to take Ryan Graves because they couldn't protect him. And all, all the writing was on the wall for them to go take Donskoy. 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 <laughs> and, and they did. Uh, and it just never worked out for him there. Just injuries he could not get right. And even when he was playing, it just 
uh, did he even score a goal for for Seattle? I can look that up, but I don't I don't know if he did. Two goals. Two goals. Okay. Oh no, he did. Yes, I was actually watching live when he did score his first goal. It was like it was like the Midway first quarter of his season. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Uh, he was just in such a, a rut. But concussions end his career short. What did he only play? Seven seasons, eight seasons. Yeah. His 2015-2016 uh, um, was his first with San Jose. So you look at this and you're like, okay, that, maybe that's a smart decision. A smart decision to make. Yeah, especially seeing all the stuff with. I want. Did he intersect? Yeah, with Matt Calvert. And sure. yeah. So he saw the Matt Calvert, and let's see, his last year in Colorado was 21. So mm-hmm. a little bit of the Bowen Byram. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, he's got a lot going on. And you heard last year that it was becoming a problem and he was trying to address it. And honestly, everybody's different with how you handle and come back from that. We mm-hmm. bring up the Sidney Crosby's and we also talk about the Matt Calvert's. And yeah. this is one of those situations where Don Scoy is going to be one of those two who had to call it early because just it took the fun out of the game. It took being like just that feeling of being normal out. And that's just nothing you want to play around with. No. So no. I, yeah. I respect Don Scoy just saying, hey, I got to do this for me and walking away. Yeah, I think, sure, seeing firsthand. But you, when you're in, in the sport, you hear of it happening, no matter where it happens. Um and I think he's just, you know, smart enough to know, like, uh, he's got a wife. I think he has two kids. I believe and I think, they're, I think they're pretty young. They're, like, yeah. they're they're pretty young. So I think he's smart enough to be like, hey, I, I played seven years in the NHL, had a pretty good career, made a ton of money, more money than you or I will ever see. Right. Uh, why not? Just And I, I think he's one of those guys that's pretty charismatic maybe he goes into a booth somewhere or, yeah. or as an analyst for like NHL network or something like that. I, I could see him doing that. Um, I don't really look forward to a lot of uh, NHL players press conferences because they're just so dry and canned and uh, canned answers and just monotone um, pregame and postgame. He, he was different. Like he had yeah. a little bit more life to him. So I could see him maybe looking at that like, Hey, I, I could go into a booth still make a killing with, with a decent salary and still be around the game, still talk about the game and not get my head bashed in. You know, <clears throat> I feel like he might be an ambassador because mm-hmm. he's he's from Finland. And the yeah, NHL cool. loves to play their games over in Finland. And why not grow the game over there? Be an sure. NHL ambassador to Finland. And he's got that charismatic personality that if he's telling you something, you're going to listen. You're going to be engaged, and you're going to tell your friends about it. So yeah. I feel like he might slip into that ambassador role when you see those global games come around. Jonas Donskoy come running out there, and I help set this up. And I, he has yeah. a he has that personality that he is going to do something around the game. He's just so. not going to disappear. No, I don't think so. I think so. Uh, it was fun while it lasted, and yeah, the couple. That hat trick game, I think, will be forever remembered. Was he had a hat trick in like eleven minutes or so? Like the first eleven minutes of the game, like was solid. It was uh, yeah. that was just a, a really fun game. And yeah, there's some people that are upset that he was gone, but just the nature of the beast when it came to uh, expansion drafts, couldn't do anything about it. So, 
Good luck in retirement, Jonas. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. All right. Um, we'll get into, let's get into these, um, this athletic article that is titled 10 lessons the NHL could learn from other professional sport leagues to grow the game. <clears throat> um, Shana Goldman uh, was, uh, I think she's the one that wrote this. Um, and what the way they do is they, they, they throw one out there and then throw out the sport that does this best. So um, I, these are really good, man. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I, just looking at time right now, we're definitely going to get, get through all 10, but we'll start. We'll get through half of them now and then we'll do the other half for uh, tomorrow. But let's start right at the top. And it says, I, I think this is number one for a reason. Become more player centric. Um, and they list the NBA as the league that does it best with honorable mentions of the NFL and Major League Baseball. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about this a couple times. I think the NHL is doing better at making their players a little bit more marketable. Um, but at some point, I think the players need to give back to that. And I think you're seeing that in the younger generation. Mm -hmm. The older guys, they don't want to do that. They don't care. They're there to play hockey. They'll do what they need to do during all-star break and things like that. But you don't see the social media burst from like the older guys and even some of the middle mid-range guys from the younger guys, you definitely see it. So, and they do because that's what's selling right now. It really is. And honestly, I I, I see this fandom growing in golf and F1, NASCAR. And there's even some independent wrestling promotions that are going this route where they have a series on Netflix about the younger guys. Like F1 has exploded in popularity over sure like the, the it, I feel like with like your Jack Hughes, your Zegris, like why not have a series where you're following around the young guns, quote unquote young guns, and really getting the young crowd interested in the game of hockey. I feel like Putting Sidney Crosby in front of every microphone is not going to get it done. Putting Connor McDavid in front of every microphone is definitely not going to get it no. done. So put your young, exciting guys on a streaming site, give them a series, and talk about tra like training camp, preseason, the offseason, getting ready for your next NHL season. Who's got to prove it? Who doesn't? You're, you're getting fans not just in your established, like your original six, but you're getting fans in – New Jersey. You're getting fans in Anaheim. Like you're growing the fan base from places that you haven't tried yet. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was reading this, I was like, "Does any NHL player like have his own logo?" I'm sure there's got to be some. I, I think like Austin, Austin Matthews, Matthews doesn't he have like the 34 or something yeah. like that? Um. But that's the problem, man. Like we're we're racking our brain thinking maybe it's Austin Matthews. I think it's Austin Matthews, where you don't have a guy that has like a Jordan logo yeah. or a Griffey logo or a Shaq logo. Like th those guys and, and those those images were created while those guys were playing. Yeah. It wasn't after they retired and then they went into the business, right? So stuff like that, like like promote that more. Um, I know there was somebody else that had Again, this is the problem. I can't think right off the top of my head who it was. So they're not doing a good job of selling that. And maybe that's an individual player thing because that's on the play. But the league should start selling that too. Mm -hmm. Like I can't go to NHL.com right now. Maybe. Uh, can I go to NHL.com right now and buy an Austin Matthews logo something? 
on Toronto's not. NHL shop? I don't know. Why not? So your your star yeah. players make them every bit of a, a star player and do some things like that. Um, the second one, I love this. Create an NHL version of the NFL red zone. It would be a uh, little bit different because the red zone, you know, NFL is a <clears throat> slower paced game. I'm not saying it's a slow game. I'm just saying like there's there's a lot of walking around in the NFL. So when a team gets into the red zone, you got time to go to that game and follow that. Um, it would be different for the for the NHL, but you could have something where if a goal is scored, who cares if it's like a couple minutes after this after the goal is scored? You can just go back to and say, hey, this just happened in the whatever Red Wings Rangers game or whatever. And and people would watch that. People would tune in for that. Where they mentioned in the article with that I love is you know if a team's going on a power play, mm-hmm. go to a power play live. People would tune into that. Or if it, if a game has gone into a shootout, go to the shootout live. There's moments where you can preemptively know and set yourself up quickly to go to it. But as far as like the goals go, or if there's an incredible save, you can always go back and show that later. Uh, people wouldn't be annoyed that they didn't see it like on the spot. I think we're kind of okay with being a little bit delayed now and getting like a highlight or two. I I think that honestly, which watching non Avalanche games, something that I will turn the channel every time is when the whistle blows and they go to commercial, mm-hmm. I'll change to another game. And in that period right there, put your like your big ticket game of the night, have that on the screen at all times. Every time there's a goal scored, just pop that game that goal up in the bottom quarter of the screen mm-hmm. and just replay that goal and just show every goal that happens that night, but also keep the big game on. And when that goes into commercial, go to the next one. And you just keep rotating the big games out but you're also getting every goal of the night and you get to watch the replay and just make it a constant because that's the cool thing about red zone. You could sit down for 12 hours and watch football all day. Yeah. Do the same thing for hockey, sit down and have a whole night of your, you got to watch all the games and all the goals at the same time. Now they do on NHL network have what on the fly Mm -hmm. where they will show every and i love that i love how they do that like they condense the game they're like eight or nine minutes you see every goal see all the big plays but that's either on like very late at night because it's when all the games are over or in the morning like i'll watch that in the morning while i'm getting ready and eating breakfast and everything that then and that comes on for the morning people not everybody's morning people not everybody's going to be up at that hour watching that so yes while that is good i think you need something more immediate and while games are happening, throw something on like like Red Zone. I think that would be a brilliant idea, a genius idea. And you don't have to go 12 out because Red Zone is nonstop commercial free, right? It's magical. It's great. You can't do that with like you, you can take commercial breaks for the N- or the NHL. You could do this every night and get your commercials in and make your money. So now you mentioned when there's a, a uh, intermission or a commercial break or something like that, you'll quick switch over to another game. game. This kind of leads into this next one, which is staggering the schedule. Um, and they say, um, along with accessibility troubles with blackouts and streaming, what hurts fans' ability to watch a lot of hockey games is the schedule itself. The schedule tends to be packed with games on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And oftentimes the bulk of those games all start at the same time. 
Now, the problem with that is I know games go, you know, there's different flows of different games, but you're switching over during your your game's intermission. Another game that started at the same time is probably going to have an intermission somewhere within your intermission. Yep. So if you stagger these games, when you, you get those people flipping over, they're maybe more inclined to you'll get some eyes on that for 18 minutes. Um, I have. Yeah. I have screamed that so many times flipping through games because it's not just intermissions. It's like penalties or commercial breaks, like station commercial breaks. They're all at the same time. Yeah. So you flip from one, <laughs> you go to another, you're like, I'm screaming. Why does everything start at 7 p.m.? Well, that I don't that in in everybody gets mad, right? When um uh, a game like like say an abs game starts eastern time 10 o'clock at night mm. but it didn't start at 10 o'clock at night you have to to get the first 20 minutes of tnt and the talking heads so they never start till 20 after 10 make those guys start their their show at like 9 30 eastern time so the game starts at 10 why are we going live in studio at 10 o'clock and letting them talk for 20 minutes? That makes no sense to me. None. Why do we have to start in the evening on like weekends? Why don't we have 4 p.m. puck drops? Yeah. Yep. And they, they did mention in this article, which the NHL is doing on October 24th, they're staggering 16 games. Um, every 15 minutes, uh, a new game is starting. So maybe that's <laughs> going to be the start of something new. I don't know. Everybody look to your left, look to your right. It's been a hundred plus years of NHL hockey and we're now just staggering just, games, baby. Just figuring it out. Yep. <clears throat> um, which also kind of leads into the next one, more appointment watching games. We've talked about this many times. Yes. You, you, <laughs> make people want to to go and, and and a lot of this is in the promoting um but when when you you know you're going to have a big game whether it's a rivalry game in you know a, a division game or, or if it's in the playoff race you gotta you gotta promote that more to get eyes on those because they're they're or or even if it's matthews against mcdavid or something like that promote the heck out of that thing they do such a bad job at promoting mm. the game in general. Like unless you're watching NHL programming, you will not see an NHL commercial, just a stray one. So for them to promote the matchups and a lot of times they're promoting matchups and then players are hurt and they're still talking about them being a factor in the matchup. And it's just, just promote the stars of the game and book around that. Mm. Like don't, <clears throat> Make your schedules prioritize around big matchups and big storylines. So they and within the article, they say, you know, how the NFL and they compared this to um, the NFL. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're great with making appointment watching games. <clears throat> and the thing they threw out there is um, uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. How, you know, it's Detroit, you know, it's Dallas. But what they did was they added that third game because I think some people were getting sick of always Detroit, always Dallas. So now they add that late night game when you're having the cold turkey sandwich, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's an eight o'clock game. It's it, that that I think that was a great move. I don't even care who those teams are. You just throw that on. The day's over. It was a long day. You can sit down and watch an NFL game. They said, "Why? You know, it 
if the winter classic, a lot of people watch that. A lot of people enjoy it. Is it so wrong to add a second winter classic game mm. that day? Does it take away from the one game? I don't know. I don't know if I'm like, I like the fact that there's one game. That's the focus. I don't want to dilute the winter classic because you have other outdoor games. You know, you yeah. have the, the heritage uh, classic and uh, what's the other one called? But the, stadium like, series, stadium series. So you have other games. Maybe do it then. I like that the 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 New Year's Day Winter Classic is just one game, but yeah, have a have a day where there's two or three outdoor games later on in February. Uh see, th- I think the perfect combination is a blending of the two. Take New Year's Day, stagger your games all day long, every team, and the last game of the day. Is and everybody's <clears throat> the outdoor game. There you go. So you don't have to have multiple outdoor games. You can have a bunch of games culminating with an outdoor game. Yep. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. Done. All right. I think we'll wrap it up there, uh, but we'll get to the other ones tomorrow. There's one with uh, flexibility with the salary cap. An interesting one about designating a, uh, a designated player rule, which soccer does. So some interesting ones that we'll we'll get to. If you guys got any comments on anything from the Nachuskin thing to congratulating Donskoy to any of these uh, ways to grow the game, comment down below and we'll get to the other ones uh, on Wednesday's episode. Until then, that is going to wrap it up for today. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Go, Abs, go.